You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring Author Speaker And Minister Michael Nimmons. I'm Pastor Damaris Johnson. This is Nikichi Taifa, attorney and counselor at law, author of Black Power, Black Lawyer. You are listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show with your host, Pastor Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to welcome you to another brand new Tuesday edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. We truly appreciate each and every one of you for spending some time with us on this Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, I am having one as well. I always enjoy uh, sharing this platform with you uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We've got a great show in store for you. We're going to be bringing you the conclusion of our discussion. Let's talk reparations part two with uh, Pastor Demarius Johnson and attorney Nikichi Taifa, uh, two uh, remarkable individuals that are authors. And uh, if you missed last week's episode, you certainly can go back and listen to it from our website or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Podcast around and across the world wide web. And let me uh, first offer uh, an apology to uh, Nikichi. Uh, her name is pronounced Nikichi Taifa. I, um, I mispronounced her name on the last episode, and I want to make sure I pronounced it correctly uh, for those of you who are listening. Uh, uh, Nikichi Taifa is her name. And uh, again, we want to thank them so much for being a part of of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We appreciate both of them. And I know you're going to enjoy part two of this uh, insightful, informative discussion that we're having about the subject of reparations. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a few things. One, uh, dealing with uh, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott's um, recent comments about this country not being racist and addressing that. I believe all of this is in line with this this the larger question of reparations uh we're dealing with that 
that also uh, uh, is is President Joe Biden going to be the president that will ultimately deliver on his uh, promise to black America uh, to, you know, bring about sweeping criminal justice reform? And is he going to be the president that will deliver on reparations? Uh, the H.R. 40 uh, legislation that um, is sitting on his desk, he has not signed it yet. And so uh, why hasn't he signed it? We, we deal with that and address that a little bit in this uh, part two uh, of our discussion of reparations. Uh, but we all know that um, Joe Biden uh, owes his presidency to black America. Uh, but it remains to be seen on what he is willing to do uh, to repay us for, uh, you know, voting for him and voting him into office. So, again, the jury is still out about this. So we're interested in knowing what your thoughts are about it as well. So you can certainly uh, give, give us your feedback on any and all of the social media outlets where you see these um, social where you see us uh, active, of course, on Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN or on Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or on Facebook as well. Uh, I think we're going to be bringing back our Facebook group. So be be sure to uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be letting you know more about that. We're going to be bringing it back in a new way uh, and uh, we will keep you posted. But I believe we're going to be bringing our Thinking Out Loud radio show Facebook group back on Facebook. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're also going to be updating our website, michaelnemons.com. Is going to be getting a facelift and uh, we'll let you know when that is finished and when that is live uh, so that you can uh, be the first to experience the new Michael Nimmons uh, ministry website. So we'll hope you're able to, to stop by and to see what we have going on there. But you're, you are more than welcome to check out our site that is currently up. Uh, you can still go there right now. It is still live and you can check it out and uh, be able to see what is going on. And guys, remember, you can purchase uh, Pastor Demarius Johnson's and attorney Nikichi Taifa's books on Amazon. Uh, Pastor Demarius Johnson's book is entitled Reparations Now and Why. And attorney Nikichi Taifa's book is entitled Black Lawyer and Black Power. And uh, Pastor Demarius Johnson is doing something special for our listeners exclusively. If you go to GetMyNewBook.com, that's GetMyNewBook.com. Com and enter the promo code DJM150FF. DJM150FF. You're going to get a discount on uh, Pastor Demarius Johnson's book, Reparations Now and why so we hope you take advantage of it i can't wait to read their book their books as well but guys again uh we're excited about bringing you part two of this discussion on today and i hope that you enjoy it as much as i do uh, we also want to let you know that we have a dynamic thought of the week for you on t uh, today as well. This week's thought is entitled Built God Tough. Built 
God tough. Guys, this is a tremendous uh, thought and it's an encouraging thought, especially for those of us that uh, might feel uh, downtrodden, might feel uh, that they need a word of inspiration, a word of encouragement uh, during these tumultuous times in their life. And I think that uh, this is a word that I believe is going to bless you and is coming up at the end of this week's show. And guys, be sure to tune in for the after show, the show after the show, live on Instagram. We're switching it up this week. Instead of 930, we're going to be on at 8 p.m. live on Instagram to talk about not just the podcast, but this week's hot topics and a lot more. So you bring your list. I'm bringing my list and we're going to chop it up together for the show after the show the after show live on instagram i can't wait to chop it up with each and every one of you this evening at 8 p.m also do us a favor and stop by thinking out loud tv we have a clip of last week's uh, episode part one on our youtube channel as well and when you do uh be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the videos. Let us know that you like the content that we're putting out there on our Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. Uh, and make sure you hit the bell notification. That way, each and every time a new video is uploaded, you're the first to be notified about it. So, guys, we have a lot going on, and we hope that you're able uh, to uh, be a part of what we're doing right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We appreciate each and every one of your support. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break. But when we come back, we're getting right into part two of our weighty discussion of reparations with Pastor Demarius Johnson and attorney Nikichi Taifa right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast, and now available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that Black matter to the to bone, you. to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit. Born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they miss me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears because fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms, the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. that you were insufficient who told you that you were a loser who told you that you were a failure who told you that you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value who told you that you get you to believe who told you that you were naked it's a dynamic empowering and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com like a victim when you are already victorious you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show keep it locked, keep it locked keep it locked I don't even believe that all of us as black Americans believe we deserve reparations for what happened 400 years ago in slavery or, or, or for slavery. There are some uh, Republicans who would argue that that's not even something that we should we should be trying to fight for or push for. In fact, uh, you know, just recently, uh, um, a couple weeks ago, we all know Senator Tim Scott, who is a black uh, senator in the Republican Party as a rebuttal to uh, President Joe Biden's uh, joint uh, session of Congress went on record saying in the Repu- uh, his Republican response said uh, that America is not a racist country. America is not a racist country. He said that in front of millions of, of Americans, millions of black Americans. We know the answer to that question. We all know the answer to that question, especially those that I'm talking to right now. Uh, but what do you say to black Republicans like Tim Scott, Candace Owens, and many others who seem to believe that America isn't racist, but blacks haven't gotten over, uh, but, but black people really, what they're saying is black people just haven't gotten over a dark period of American history that everybody else has. In so many words, he is saying that, 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 that we, are, we are the problem. It's not white or white America that's the problem, but we just can't seem to get out of our own way. What do you say to to, to Tim Scott and Candace Owens? And there's even uh, there was even a black Republican candidate running or trying to run for governor here in the state of Michigan who came out and said that we need to get rid of uh, Black History Month. There's no need for it anymore. That 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 is uh, why why do we why do we deserve to have a, a Black History Month when when uh, shouldn't other races have months as well? He, he, he's trying to argue against us having our own Black History Month. 
what do you say to to black Republicans who don't believe that we deserve Black History Month, uh, Demarius? Well, you know, again, I, I would first you know, speak to them directly and just tell them they're wrong. I don't have a problem saying you're wrong. You got a right to think what you want to think, but that's just wrong. That's just a wrong way of thinking. You know, I was in the, I was in a Twitter discussion um, recently about that very same statement. And um, Dr. Um, Kevin Cosby made a, made a, a great, great statement that, that caused a flood of, of tweets to go up behind it. He said he really breaks it down to how you define racism. And what, what, what most people who say America is not a racist country, what they're thinking of is what's called what he called harbored hatred. No, I don't think America harbors, is harboring hatred in their hearts for black America, but that don't mean black America is not a racist country, right? If you look at the history, like, like how do you, the Bible says you know them by their fruit. You look at the history of what has happened in America and you can't help but to see that the fabric and the culture of America is established and is rooted in racist behavior mm. or white supremacist behavior. And I think that's what we got to look at. Racism is the fruit of white supremacy. White supremacy is the perversion of, of the, of the uh, mind to have dominion uh, over, over another people group. It's, it's, it's not something that God has ordained. So when we talk about, you know, what, what do you say to them? How, how do you address that? You know, people going to think what they want to think. All we can do is put the truth from the word of God and history before them. And now they have to make the decision. There's no doubt about the fact that America has demonstrated white supremacy and racial um, tendencies toward black America, which, which then in turn enables us to say, historically America has been a racist country. That's just what it is. Now, does that mean everybody racist? No, that don't mean that. But what it means is that there is, there is a, a culture of racism that America, I'm talking about the folks that wrote the constitution owned slaves. Like, I don't, I mean, we some weren't even a full human ignorant. being. Right. You're right. Some people just want to be ignorant. And, and if any man want to be ignorant, you let them be ignorant and you move on, you move on. So you put the truth before me, you let it go. What about you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that analysis. I agree with you 100%. Racism is as American as apple pie. <laughs> you talk about people like Tim Scott and Candace Owens, you know, in like, you know, y'all, that's part of the trauma. Mm-hmm. That's part of the injury. That's part of the miseducation. They've always been apologists. But, I mean, there were always people who ran to Martha, you know, who foiled slave insurrections. I mean, I'm just saying it's part and parcel and part of it is being bought off. A part of it is just the miseducation that we've been inculcated here. And as Brother DeMary said, yeah, people have a right to their opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm just spouting and saying what I'm saying, but people have their right to their, um, uh, you know, to their opinion. But no one can deny, deny or negate that we exist in a society, in a state structure, which is which is and has been governed by white supremacy. Whites today, whether they never owned enslaved, whether they just came over here on the boat, whatever, they benefit from a society and a state structure that is buttressed by um uh, by white supremacy. And so, the, and all of us, black folk. I mean, I'm just saying, we have been oppressed by that system. And it's affected each of us in different ways. In different and ways. some of us have been able to climb out of it a little bit. And some of us are still stuck in the mud with respect to it, you know, which is why we need this 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 family healing to come together. They still part of our family. We need this family healing 
I, 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 like, I, like, I like you keep saying that, Nikiji, because part of what we see reparations as is the remedy to the racial unrest, right? When you really look at reconciliation from the kingdom perspective, again, not a Christian perspective, but a kingdom perspective, re- reconciliation speaks to two things. It speaks to repentance and reparations and repair. The first aspect, we see healing in the process of granting reparations. First thing you're going to have to do, specifically speaking of white America and white America's government, is repent. That word repent means to return to the original way of thinking. How was man originally designed to think? The way God thinks. How does God think about black America? How does God view a black man? How does God view a black woman? How does God view the black family? That's going to be a part of the repentance process. When white America and white, and that, this don't mean everybody got to do it, but there's going to be that remnant enough for reparations to be granted that they see black America and they see black families as a God ordained institution, as a God loved institution. They see it. Now that's going to in turn, that's going to in turn cause them to look and and change the way they've been thinking about black America. The healing process begins. Once that repair and that repentance takes place now, now reparations is is like, man, this is only natural now. And now, now that brings everybody together in a way and a way that has never took place in our country. But here's the thing, talking about the way God sees us, the Bible, uh, we we all know, and you talked about it earlier, how the Bible itself has been weaponized and, 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 and white evangelicals and, and the white slave masters use the Bible as, uh, as, uh, as their defense of slavery, their justification for slavery, their way of saying that black people deserve to be slaves. Black people were created to be subordinate to, to white America, to white people, period. So now we're saying that, that we're, 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 we're going to have this, this, uh, this kumbaya moment where that that there those same people are now going to see the word of god the way it should be that 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 sounds great but these white evangelicals are, are don't even want it they didn't even want to accept the fact that we had a black president they didn't even want to accept the fact that donald trump was a racist that donald trump was uh, a misogynistic egotistical uh, maniacal fool they they didn't want to accept any of that. So now we're saying that they're gonna they're going to all of a sudden begin to see us as black Americans the way God sees us. Well, there's this thing called the power of revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge has the ability, just like we've all experienced the power of God and, and, and the dawning of truth coming upon us. And that that's all it takes. I know I know it sounds difficult. I know it sounds difficult, but 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 when when there's a movement, when when God wants to have something done, and we 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 can read historically about the different movements that's taking place, how how that happens. Once once it's a movement, and once it starts, it's just as simple. It's like the light coming on, and it's it's as easy as when I was prior to salvation, when I was playing professional football, I didn't know God was going was going to split hell wide open. Didn't think nothing about God, but the moment. The moment God came in, it changed everything. It's the dawning. It's the revelation. It's the insight that comes. And when that happens to all those white evangelicals that, 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 that I really believe know, but because of the, the culture they're in and, and, the, and the stream that they're in, all those streams you mentioned uh, were all streams that were established by white supremacists. Black folk, black uh, using the Bible to say black folks are cursed, and using the Bible to to talk about what well, slavery's in the Bible. Yeah, but chattel slavery not in the Bible. 
That's not part of it. It was indentured uh, servants. It wasn't chattel slavery. So all those things, we can, we can deal with those easily. The issue is going to come down to what we talked about uh, previously is that, that the right, but, but it's about the might. Right now, Black America, I believe we have the might. But when we when we when when the church comes along and you have the the uh, the white evangelical side, the remnant that's going to come along, not only will, will the right be uh, propagated, but then you have the might, uh, the 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 political might, the spiritual might the, that we need to put pressure on our U.S. government because that's what it's going to come down to, being able to put the political pressure necessary on our United States government so that they'll see they don't even really have a choice. Like Pharaoh, he knew he, he didn't have a choice. When he saw he was going to lose the power of his future, when his son started passing away, then he said, okay. And that's what it's going to take for us to be able to put that political pressure that Nikichi's been been a part of for 50 years on our government, then they're going to make it happen. I'll say this, and I'm going to let Nikichi respond, um, that you and I both know, uh, Demarius, that revelation only comes to those who want to receive it. That 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 you have to be open to receive revelation. If you if you are the the wool will forever be will be forever pulled over your eyes as a person spiritually uh, until you're willing to be open to receive revelation. And that's why I think we are with uh, with with people like the white evangelicals and those who we want to try to convince that uh, African-Americans are deserving of and entitled to reparations and, and that they are, that, that they are, we are indeed God's people as well. So, you know, if they, 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 they are, they're, they're, they're in my, in my view, delusional. They're, they're, they're under, uh, they're under um, a miss, uh, a miss, a misconception. They, they, they are misguided. They, 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 and if they're not willing to receive the revelation that you're talking about, then they will be forever. Uh, uh, they will be forever under this guise of superiority or this or, or this mis- misconception of of white supremacy. That's that's just my view. Yes, Nikichi. So I would just say that the issue of reparations is really seeping into pop- popular uh, culture. You have. Um, um, TV series or movies or whatever, uh, Watchmen uh, out there talking about the. I mean, the whole base of of, of that is it, it, it's a lot to do with reparations. Uh, a Lovecraft Country, okay, a whole you know segment on the in, in terms of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and what what happened there. You got Saturday Night Live talking about reparations uh, now. It's really seeping into all sectors church and all uh, segments. Um, Brother Demarius was talking earlier about um, movements. I lived through the anti-apartheid movement. Who would have guessed, if you were living back then that time, that apartheid South Africa would come out from under that colonial rule, that Nelson Mandela who have been in prison 27 years mm. will come out and become the president, the of chief South of Africa, state right? of a new South Africa. That's because of movements that's happened, you know? And I'm submit that we're at the dawning of the stages of a new movement, the reparations movement, an issue whose time has come. And it's all about having that faith. If I didn't have faith, I wouldn't have been doing this for 50 years. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, faith when nobody else was talking about it. Faith when you were, you know, um, 
you know, make it seem like you're a crazy person, you know, and, and all like that. But faith, you know, is what has brought me as far as I've come. And yeah, but I like to see it happen in my lifetime. But even if it doesn't, I know that I've been part of that continuum mm. that's brought it to yet new and different parts. Digital preparations didn't drop from the sky right. or Tallahassee coats. Uh, 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 book in the Atlantic and, and we, we we were eight years in power and the case were up. It didn't drop from the sky. It was on the shoulders of everything and everybody who came before him. He just happened to be there at the right moment to capture this new generation of primarily white folks, actually, of white folks who were ready to listen, uh, you know, no. to what it, what it, what it is. And exactly. So, I, I, just, I just recently, and, and just to encourage uh, black America and, and your listeners. I just recently had a white pastor who got the book, call me and say, I need you to come and teach this to my people. Mm. Like I need you to come and, and, and hold some sessions. I'm meeting with him on Thursday to talk about what we can do and, and how we can break it down. I want you to come teach chapter by chapter. Mm. It's uh, uh, brother Mike. It's happening. I, I don't know. I don't know. How, it's happening. It's happening in, in, in secular society and it's, and it's going to happen in the church. Right. It's right. happening and it's going to happen. And the Kichi is a walking billboard of the progress <laughs> that, that, that that's taking place. It's, it's going to happen. I mean, she can go over and talk to him about Cali house and what Cali house has meant and what she meant to the uh, a whole reparations movement. And another thing, and another thing, I said, I think I might've said this when, when I was in the kitchen last time, women will play a prominent role in reparations being granted to black America. Mm. God told Moses, tell the women to go and demand from the Egyptians, the reparations that, that was due to them. So women has always played a prominent role and they will continue to play a prominent role in black America being granted reparations from Cali House to Nikichi to um, Sister Jackson right now that is that is leading the HR 40 bill. Like that, they, they're going to play a significant role in it. And so it is it is happening, bro. I, I know it's hard to think, you know, when you think about the the culture that we've been in, but but this thing is, is being stirred. It's being stirred. It's being stirred. There's an awareness now. There's an awareness now that's just not in black, in the black community. There's an awareness in the white community of what's been happening to black America for the last 400 years. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimitz. Stay live. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you.
have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England. From New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know you guys are enjoying part two of our discussion of reparations with my good friends, Pastor Demarius Johnson and Attorney Nikiti Taifa. Let's get back into this powerful and insightful interview. Let me let me just say this too. I don't want this to seem like you're you know you're trying to convince me that that again that this is not going to happen or that first of all that that Black Americans don't don't deserve or are entitled to uh, reparations. I guess in some respects, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm playing devil's advocate, but I'm also. Um, I'm also I want to re, I want to kind of remind everyone that is listening and even watching on Thinking Out Loud TV of the of the climate of, of racism that we're currently in. Of course, there is momentum that uh, I think um, we're making in the conversation for reparations. And uh, it, it has, in some respects, infiltrated popular culture. And, you know, they're talking about it in, you know, like you said, Saturday Night Live, and they're talking about it in other forms and formats. And they're even talking about it in, in Congress and possibly even in the Senate in some areas. But, you know, when, for me, uh, I, I, I cannot, I cannot get past what's in front of me when it comes to, uh, you know, criminal justice reform. That's, that's so needed. And, 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 uh, and, and we're seeing just about every, uh, every week, uh, another new case of police brutality that's happening and unfolding right in front of us. So it's, it, 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 it kind of, um, uh, causes me to, uh, I don't know, be a, be a bit more uh, pessimistic when it comes to us achieving this reality of, of reparations. And when you see, you know, senators like uh, Mitch McConnell, we talked about him earlier and, and how he's, you know, bold and brazen about, uh, you know, doing everything in his power within the, within his Republican caucus to prevent that from, uh, uh, from happening. So, I'm, I guess the point I'm really trying to make is that um, the larger uh, the larger uh, view of this is that we have to continue, I believe, uh, in the debate and, and having discussions like this uh, because uh, it's it's very important on shedding the light on the necessity 
of H.R. 40 and uh, having substantive legislation when it comes to uh, reparations uh, bills for for black America. But I, I, I don't want you to think that you're trying to convince me because I agree that we that is is necessary and is needed and we deserve it. But I just believe that, you know, the the the, the, the powers that be are, are um, you know, are fighting it tooth and nail, but we, we, I guess we have to fight a little bit more harder with that as well. Well, I think another aspect to that is we, I'm in the middle of teaching on, on, on faith right now. And, and one of the things is we call it, we, we label one of the lessons, the sight of faith. Mm. And as Nikichi just mentioned, she, if she hadn't seen something uh, uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if she hadn't seen this fight getting to where it is today, then she would quit. Right. She, she had a different sight than what we have. Right. right. She sees something in the future taking place, as she just mentioned. Even if it don't have to happen in her lifetime, she see it happening. Right. The sight of faith. Once people hear what 50 years has been through Nikichi, once they hear what the will of God has been historically, it'll give them a whole different sight. Miss McConnell can say whatever you want to say. The other senator he can say whatever you want to say. I got a different sight that I'm seeing. I got different things that I'm hearing. Whose report are we going to believe? This is why reparations now and why is important. People need to hear not what Mitch is saying. They need to hear what God is saying. And that's why the the just if you just I mean, the history of Detroit, like who knew that? Who who knew that? But Nikichi knew it. Like we can listen to that all day long. That's what we need to be hearing. Right. But we're not hearing that. That's what we need to be seeing. So it's not that we don't think you you believe in it, but it's 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 representative of the of the whole that there's a lot of specifically black America and white America that need to hear what's contained in black power, black lawyer, what's contained in reparations now, what's contained in the walking uh, uh, encyclopedia of Nikichi. They need to hear that. Uh, the Let's Talk Reparations edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, I'm talking to uh, my good friends, attorney Nikichi Taifa and Pastor Demarius Johnson uh, right here on Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Guys, if you're watching on Thinking Out Loud TV, our YouTube channel, make sure that you hit the subscribe button and hit that uh, notification button so every time a uh, new video is posted, uh, you get notified. We want you to make sure you also like it if you're enjoying this conversation as well. Guys, we have been having a tremendous a tremendously great conversation about this weighty subject of reparations uh, with, again, my good friends, Nikichi and Demarius uh, on today. And in this segment, uh, I want to deal with uh, a statement that came out uh, just past this past uh, week and a half or so, uh, uh, again, following President Biden's uh, joint sessions of Congress, his first address uh, to the joint sessions of Congress, distinguished professor, uh, Dr. Cornell West said these words. He said that uh, former President Barack Obama uh, did not have the courage to fight for black America when he was president, but he believes that President Joe Biden does have the courage. So I want to know uh, from you, and I'm going to start with Nikichi in this segment. Uh, do you agree with that statement, disagree, or and if you do, why or why not? So I don't know if I would use the term um, courage. I mean, Obama was in a very specific political uh, environment. He was being um, um, cast out at all sides in terms of uh, the Congress. And I think he really didn't understand the extent 
to which the um, uh, uh, the tsunami which came after him was going to be uh, coming. And he was quite upfront that he didn't agree with uh, reparations. He came back later on, like, you know, not too long ago, basically saying that, you know, he, he really felt his feet was tied, et cetera, et cetera. But with respect to Biden, let me just put it this way. Biden knows he owes his very political existence to the role that black people played in putting him in that office. He knows that. The question is, is he going to do the right thing or is he not? And that's still an open question right here, right now. He has said, or at least to his press secretary or whatever it said, that he supports the, uh, uh, the concept of a commission. Well, let's see. Because all it takes is a stroke of a pen. But turn it over to Brother Demarius. Yeah, I, I, I'm really, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get into, you know, judging whether or not President Obama had the courage to do it. You know, I think Nafisi uh, Nikiji hit it on the on the on the head when she said his political position wasn't as strong as Joe Biden's is right now. So I think his his hands was tied in that sense, right? Because you know they they we didn't I don't think the Democrats had uh, control of the or the House or the Senate at the time. Um, but but now uh, President Biden is in a is in a better position. You know I still think it's it's you know the jury is still out to you know to see whether or not you know he's going to uh, take the initiatives that he can take. You know whether or not he's going to uphold the statement he made about owing Black America. Like let's see, like let's see. To this point, I'm gonna say the way it's looking that 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 he's not doesn't have the um, the the fight or the or the the inspiration to do it. I really think it's going to come down to Black America uniting politically and saying, listen, listen, okay, okay, uh, you said this. But we need to see we need to see some things done. You know, p- politicians they they respond to political pressure. They don't respond to you know a lot of verbiage. They respond to money and 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 political pressure and voting. And so we we have to unite as a Black America to put the pressure on our political uh, candidates or I shouldn't say candidates, political people who we put into office. Joe Biden being the prime example of one that needs the same way we came together and voted in in office. We need to come together and say we demand this now we're not asking we demand this or democrats y'all can forget about it y'all can forget about getting another you know however many votes we gave them so i think i think the jury is still out on you know what he's going to be willing to do i think he has a little more might than president obama did and we'll, we'll see and and let me tell you why I asked this question because, it, again, I think it speaks to, uh, you know, even what Tim Scott said about this country uh, not being racist in his opinion. Uh, the reason I asked the question, I think, is because I don't think it's a matter of what President Obama had the courage to do. I think it had everything to do with Obama's race when it came to, to whether he, he he was able to do what he wanted to do for black America. And I say that because, uh, you know, he was the first black president of the United States. There's there, that, that, that's, that, that is, and, and, and along with that comes, uh, his own set of pressures of which he saw firsthand as the president of the United States. And, uh, and so, he knows that his blackness was a threat to white America. And 
when he was uh, elected in the office, Mitch McConnell and other Republicans said that they were going to make him a first, a one-term president. And that meant that everything that he tried to do, he was going to, as you said, his hands were going to be tied. He was not going to, he was not going to be able to get those things done. And when it, and especially if, and when he wanted to do something for black America, we saw that happen when he even had a press conference after the death of Trayvon Martin, he uh, went on record saying that Trayvon Martin could have been my son. And we saw the, 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 the ramifications of that one statement that he made about Trayvon Martin or, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, having to try to, to, um, or, or here's another thing, uh, in his second term, we all thought, and I did too, that he was, that his second term, he would be the blackest. He might not be, he, he might have not been, not, might not have been uh, the black president that we wanted him to be in the first term because he was trying to, of course, win over white America uh, as president. But we thought he would be the blackest as president in his second term. He may or may not have been. Uh, I think there, there was still some that would say, uh, uh, like Dr. Cornell West, they make that he didn't. He felt like he did not have the courage. But I believe it was because of his color. And conversely, when you've had forty-five white presidents uh, before uh, uh, the first black president, that that makes the 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 presidency itself a white institution. So it seems like. Uh, you know, white America is, of course, not threatened by presidents that look like them. So they would be more uh, embracing or engaging of a president that's willing to do something for black America. Perfect example of that is President, uh, former President Bill Clinton. Before President Obama, he was called what? The first black president. And and so that's why I, I asked that question, because I think Cornell West had it wrong when he said that black that Barack Obama did not have the courage, he saw firsthand himself what what, what he could and what he could not do as president, as the, a black president. And I don't think there's anybody, especially uh, uh, those of us sitting in the cheap seats that are looking at his presidency saying what we wish he could have done or what he could have done uh, as president or done better I think he had the best perspective because he knows what he 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 knows firsthand what they tried to do against him. I, I that that's that that's the long and short of it, so to speak. Any 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 response to that? Well, I was brown like this. Uh, you mentioned Mitch McConnell said that they was gonna make him a one-term president. Right. That just, that just lets us know we can't. We, what Mitch ain't got no power. Or nothing he say. We ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> But, right, and, and there, there, there was one check off right there that that Obama said, "Okay, I'm, I got reelected, so I'm not a flash in the pan. I'm not a feel good a story. I am a legitimate." Well, I say that I say that of the United States. Yeah, I say that in reference to Mitch saying they're not going to grant reparations. Like right. what Mitch say don't mean nothing, right? So I wouldn't put no confidence in that. <laughs> okay, right? all so, right. No, no, but that, that's what we're saying. But no, to, I mean, look, again, we can't. You know, whether or not Obama had the courage or not, to me, is secondary. What's primary is that president, um, current president is in a position, as Nikizia said, to put this, to make this an executive order. 
right? He has the power to do that. And we're going to see if he's going to do it. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the ones who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. The black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar, L.H. Welchel, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. hope you enjoyed part two of our discussion of reparations with my good friends, Pastor Demarius Johnson and attorney Nikichi Taifa. Let's hear the conclusion of part two of this powerful and insightful interview.
and it's not and it wasn't just black people that were out in the streets it was white people it was it was brown people it was chinese it was mexican it was um amalgamation of races that joined with black uh black america in saying that black lives matter in fact i said this on a few shows uh uh you know during that time uh you know on social media there were marches and protests protests and demonstrations taking place around not just the country but around the world there were uh there were protests in switzerland and in berlin germany that and you heard the the audio which i used for one of my commercials uh black lives matter black life in berlin germany we know that's the birthplace of the of nazis so he to hear that that and and to them to hear them evoking the name George Floyd in places that he himself never visited and and them saying that his life mattered like your life mattered and my life mattered what make, makes this conversation i think we're having today so much important and it leads me to my next and final question about is president biden the the president that will deliver on uh, not just his promise for criminal justice reform, but uh, it, it, regarding this conversation of reparations, uh, you know, I think you two alluded to, uh, you know, whether you all believe that he he would, you know, have the courage to do so. He's talked a lot about uh, the plight of Black America and doing things for us. But do you think he has the the wherewithal to get it done? Uh, you said yourself, HR 40 is nothing but an executive signature. Why hasn't he done that yet? Uh, if, if you know, uh, we've we've seen and heard white politicians, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk about the black, the plight of black America and, and Pastor Demarius. I'm sure you had uh, politicians come to your church and, you know, the, the during election season, that is when the doors of the church are open to our, our politicians that come in and try to entice us to vote for them. So we've seen and heard this uh, crescendo before. We've heard this 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 refrain before. Is is uh, President Biden going to be the one to deliver on these promises for Black America? So let me just say this. I'm waiting for Brother Demaris, Pastor Demaris, to bring all those evangelicals up, <laughs> evangelical folk on, you know, because that is what is going to help to make that happen. When all these people, all these groups from different um, aspects of society are out there demanding reparations, the evangelicals along with Ben and Jerry's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, that is when the circumstances, the stars are aligning to make it that there will be no other conclusion other than that will happen. No one believed that Reagan was going to sign the Japanese American redress bill, but he did. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying because the circumstances uh, were there. I had no idea uh, that the people who were fighting for the Japanese American reparations, the Japanese Americans themselves said that they were inspired by Malcolm X. They were inspired by the black power movement. Mm -hmm. to do their own movement. I had no idea till I sat down and talked with them on a Zoom not too very long ago. So when these things, when these forces come together, this girl right here, me at age 20 years old, this idealistic young girl had no idea that, you know, 30 years later, 
or whatever. I'm 20, I can't figure out. 40, 40 years. Oh God. Anyway, I would, um, I would be in, in the, I would be on this radio station here, this TV stage. I mean, I'm just saying, this is an issue. We didn't have none of that back then. It's right. happening. I right. can feel it in the air. I can breathe it. I can smell it. You know, we just have to make sure all of these pieces are fitting together like they are beginning to do. And I, and I think just to add to that, I think Nikiti's right. Um, we're in a different time. We're in a different time. Uh, and Nikiti can probably, you know, confirm or, you know, correct me on this, that, that this is the, the, the social unrest and the awareness, the awareness of what's happening within our societies hasn't been as high since, since the civil rights, uh, you know, movement back in 66, 68, 69. Right. Like, like, like you get white communities and you get white folks and you get, you know, white, you know, politicians that's, that's seeing the uh, maltreatment of black America from what, what was happening in the policing, policing of black America to what's taking place, you know, economically. And they're voicing their opinion. And you got a, you got a representative Silver Garcia asking what would Jesus do about reparations? Who's in support of reparations? So you, you know, it's, it's a different culture, different climate. And I think that pressure um, and that voice and that might uh, will be felt, will be felt by who's ever sitting in the presidential seat over these next several years. But, you know, right now, uh, specifically speaking, President Biden, um, I, I think, I think once, once we come together and, and, and with the evangelical world and with the black community and with the black church and with the political arena, you know, that, that pressure is going to be enough to, to make him uh, make a decision at, and at this state, as far as the commission is concerned to, to grant, to grant the uh, the uh, uh, whether it's executive order by vote, but 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 to put the commission together to study um, to study slavery and its effect on Black America. Well, guys, I know you have enjoyed our interview today. Let's talk reparations with my good friend, uh, attorney Nikichi uh, Taifa, and Pastor Demarius Johnson, right here on Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV show. I have enjoyed them immensely myself. Tell our listeners where they can uh, purchase your books and how they can connect with you and follow you on social media. Well, they can get my book from my website, www.blackpowerblacklawyer.com. And not just specifically for my website. I have links where you can link to just a number of different um, black bookstores or to Amazon, you know, and, and the like. So, yeah. yes, Social they media, can. I'm on Twitter, yeah. uh, Nikichi underscore Taifa. I'm on Facebook, Nikichi Taifa. I'm on Instagram somewhere, LinkedIn somewhere. Nobody else has my name. So if you could just N-K-E-C-H-I-T-A-I-F-A and I'll come up. Yes. Uh, and for me, they, they can also go to Amazon. We got both a digital copy and a hard copy. Just go to Amazon, order from Amazon, or they can go to getmynewbook.com. And here's what I'm going to do. Uh, for your listeners, I'm going to give them a, 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 a discount code, right? It is DJM15OFF. Just when you go to checkout, go to that, type in that discount code and you'll get 15% off your book. That is at getmynewbook.com. Getmynewbook.com. You can get it from there. Use that discount code or you can just go to Amazon, download your digital copy or download your hard copy. Well, guys, there you have it. We have truly, truly enjoyed 
these two dynamic uh, individuals uh, that have uh, blessed us with their presence here on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We wish you guys nothing but success in all that you do. Uh, Keep us posted on what you have going on. We'd love to have you back. This conversation is definitely one that I think should be ongoing. And um, it, it reminds me of you know, the, the urgency of this not just being a moment, but it has to become a movement. And that's the way that will get us to where we need to go uh, with the conversation of, 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 of us uh, rather reaching uh, reparations for Black America. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And we wish you nothing but success. Thank you so very much, my brother. Thank you. All right. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show and TV show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Hi, everyone. This is jazz saxophonist Jasmine Jen, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with your host, Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you? you were naked who told you that you were insufficient who told you that you were a loser who told you that you were a failure who told you that you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value who told you that you to believe. Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Good friend of ours, iconic, legendary radio host right here in Detroit, John Mason. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you, Pastor Michael, man. <laughs> out of a cloud and always listen to thinking it out loud it'll change your life it'll do it and every time you watch and listen it'll change your life every day tune in to the thinking out loud radio show every tuesday at 8 p.m with radio host michael nimmons available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available for download on the detroit praise network app is
It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. of the week is entitled Built God Tough and it's taken from one of my favorite scriptures found in 1 Corinthians 10th chapter verse number 13 where it says there have no temptation taken you but such as is common to man the God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye might be able to bear it I find solace and comfort in this scripture because it is essentially saying to us that there is nothing that happens in our life that God has not already given us the ability and the wherewithal to handle and endure. The songwriter said he wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. Sometimes the unfamiliarity or the frequency of the trials and tribulations that we face as children of God contributes to the anxiety that we feel while going through these challenging experiences. All of us would like God to bring us up to speed about his plan for our life and how what we're going through is a part of that divine plan. But instead, God just continues to remind us that in the midst of everything you're going through, regardless of the intensity or the severity of the experience, I am still with you. One would think that this assurance is enough that God being with us through each and every one of our tumultuous times should be a calming presence for each and every one of us. God being our comforter, our peace, our protector, and our provider, this should be the blessed assurance that no matter how the vicissitudes of life weigh us down, God is with us. But God takes it even one step further than that. Not only does he offer us the assurance that he is with us in each and every individual trial and tribulation that we face as his children, but he also lets us know in this scripture that there is nothing that happens to us that not only does he know about, but he has already made a way for us to escape that we might be able to bear it. There are several things that come out of the latter clause of the scripture that I want to highlight for your edification. Not only is God with us in each and every one of our trials and tribulations, but he has already made provision for us to deal with what's coming our way. God has also made a way for us to escape or to be completely removed from the troubling circumstance that according to the Apostle Paul, we might be able to bear it. So in essence, God doesn't turn the heat up in our lives without fireproofing us first. Just ask the three Hebrew boys who appeared to have been thrown into the fiery furnace at the whim of King Nebuchadnezzar because of their blatant insubordination and refusing to bow to his erected golden statue. However, Nebuchadnezzar's whim was met by God's divine providence when not one, not two, not three, but four men were seen by King Nebuchadnezzar walking through the fire completely unscathed. Not even the stench of the fiery furnace had infiltrated the fibers of their clothing, even after being turned up seven times hotter. And several of the king's own guards being engulfed in flames themselves after just opening the door of the fiery furnace. God always fireproofs and recalibrates his children for the tests that are coming their way. 
I love the slogan used by Ford Motor Company to describe the durability and sustainability of their truck line. Each of their trucks are built Ford Tough, which means that with each of their trucks come with it, the guarantee that they are built tough enough to handle whatever you bring their way. They're built to handle the terrain, built to handle the heavy loads. They're built to handle large shipments and long distances. Why? Because they're built for tough. And I like to think that we as children of God, according to this scripture in 1 Corinthians, are built God tough. That we as his children are built not to break, built to endure, built to overcome, built to succeed, built to last. Why? Because we're built God tough. And when you're built God tough, no matter what the enemy brings your way, no matter how difficult the dilemma or how troubling the tragedy or crazy the circumstance, you can handle it. Why? Because you were built to last and not to crumble. You were built to win and not to lose. You were built to soar and not to crash. You were built to succeed and not to fail. You were built for this, to endure that, to overcome this and that too. Why? Because you were built God tough. enjoyed uh, the thought of the week built God tough that's right guys we are built God tough no matter what the enemy brings our way no matter what the intensity or the severity of the issues that we might be dealing with we're going to get through it why because we've been built God tough I hope and pray that this thought of the week blesses you for the remainder of this week and beyond I want to give a special, special shout out to Pastor Marius Johnson and Attorney Nikichi Taifa for being our guest on these past two weeks uh, discussing uh, reparations. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that this was an informative and insightful discussion for you. You learned something and you're able uh, to enlighten yourself. Go out, purchase their books, Reparations Now and Why, Pastor Marius Johnson and Black Lawyer Black Power uh, from Attorney Nikichi Taifa. Thank you again so much for being on the show with us. And again, shouts out to my good friend Pam Perry, uh, PR uh, extraordinaire, for setting up the interview with these two extraordinary individuals. And again, thank them so much for being with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Go to Apple iTunes and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Hit the subscribe button, rate, and review us, guys, because that really helps us to climb those charts and so that more people will be able to listen to this show around the world. Guys, I I am just, again, thrilled and honored 
to have this platform and even more importantly to be able to share this platform with each and every one of you if you or a friend or someone you know would like to be say it again Remember guys, we're going to be on at 8 p.m. for the after show. Not 9.30, but 8 p.m. We're going to be chopping it up about the podcast and this week's hot topic. So you bring your list and I'm bringing my list and let's chop it up together live on Instagram for the after show. This week we're on at 8 p.m. I'll see you in just a little bit. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be a featured guest on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, if you have a book or you have a service that you provide, you are an entrepreneur, you are an artist, you are creative or an influencer, whatever it is, send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. We would love to help you promote whatever you're doing right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, I am again excited about this platform and also the ability to be able to share it with you as well be sure to tune in next week we're going to have another great show in store for you we're getting ready to get out of here but before we do always remember if you think it you can believe it if you can believe it you can see it if you can see it you can be it if you can be it you can achieve it the power rests within you the mind is the most powerful muscle in your body use what you got to get what you want the power is in you it's the thinking out loud radio show thanks for listening Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.